Howdy, folks. I'm fixing to tell y'all about Texas, nicknamed the Lone Star State. I'm particularly fond of these. I pulled them out of a place on Midgard called Texas. Don't mess with Texas. That's the message. I'm Walker. And I'm Texas Ranger. I mean, anything for Salinas. Welcome to this week's episode of Texas Slang for Crazy. This week we are discussing the absolutely disgusting, horrifying story of Texas's Eric the Red. So when you hear the name Eric the Red, chances are you're thinking of a fairly infamous Viking. Unfortunately, Texans, especially those around Houston, often think of somebody who's a lot worse. Dr. Eric Heston Sheffy was not only a monster and still is alive, but he was allowed to practice medicine in Texas far longer than anyone should have been allowed to. In 2003, a man named Cecil Vand died after getting a massive infection following what should have been a routine spinal surgery. It wasn't the first time he'd had surgery from the doctor, but it would be his final time. Since 1992, Dr. Sheffy had performed five surgeries on Vand five spinal surgeries. The frightening and disgusting thing is most of these surgeries were way more complex than they needed to be, and in a lot of cases, unnecessary. According to the article Dr. Evil in Texas Monthly from 2005, Sheffy removed a large portion of the patient's lower spine, including six vertebral discs, bone, and in one operation, he had cut into the spine in seven different places. You usually don't do that unless it's like a major accident or something that's happened to the patient. That's intense. So even if the final surgery would have been successful, Cecil Van would have spent the rest of his life horrifically disabled. The worst part of all of this was that Cecil Van's post-surgery death wasn't something that was uncommon for patients operated on by Sheffy. There was one mechanic who had four different surgeries that left him consistently in pain and unable to walk around the block or even sleep due to the agony he was left in. One school custodian who is now speaking out, Brenda Phillips, you are a hero. Um, She underwent three surgeries and now has to wear a brace to walk and for a long time had to wear diapers due to loss of all bladder control thanks to the doctor injuring her spine. Later findings discovered that she didn't even consent consent to the extent of these surgeries. So even better, uh, Sheffy failed the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery exam three separate times and never actually became a board-certified surgeon. His reign of terror became legendary in the Houston area. Sheffy earned the nickname Eric the Red due to his struggles to keep bleeding to a minimum in surgeries. He had a patient that literally bled to death on the table before he spent the weekend water skiing with his girlfriend. He was known for patients who had to have almost all of their blood replaced during a surgery. Traditional spinal surgeries may lead to the loss of about three ounces of blood, but he lost more than a gallon in some patients. His colleagues complained about the blood loss and what they assumed was a use of drugs when he showed up to surgery slurring and was generally very difficult to work with. He was known for using massive amounts of gel foam sponges and bone wax. Now keep in mind, most surgeons use about one or two gel foam sponges during a surgery and less than a tube of bone wax. 
Sheffy used 17 sponges at one point in time and 10 tubes of bone wax. The use of these outside materials made it very easy to introduce bacteria that would lead to infections, which in turn caused even more medical problems, like in the case of Band and, and many others. So how in the world did Sheffy get away with so many failed surgeries, deaths, and excess of blood on his hands? The American medical system. So it's funny if you look up things on, uh, I think it's, I wanna say it's one of the countries in Scandinavia, um, they warn people about traveling to the United States because of our medical care, y'all. Think about that. So many patients who came to see Dr. Sheffy didn't really have any other choice. And then once maimed, couldn't afford to sue him for malpractice. Many of his patients were workers' comp cases in which a person gives up the right to sue their employer for injury in exchange for medical care by said employer. This doesn't always mean you're going to get the best care. And in many cases... It's with the doctor with the best rates is determined by your workers' comp insurance. So keep in mind, Sheffy was one of the most sued doctors in history. According to the article um, in Texas Monthly, he had over 78 malpractice claims filed against him. And an attorney counted up that more than 150 could have also sued him if they had not been passed a statute of limitations or if they'd been able to actually uh, obtain an attorney. Five patients were recording as, in, as having died from the surgeries themselves, but there have been at least four additional patients who committed suicide or ended up dying due to massive amounts of narcotics needed to treat the pain. And that doesn't even go into, you know, folks who have had to have multiple surgeries that left them, you know, completely able to function either due to issues with damage to their spine or, you know, infections. And here's the thing. Sheffy wasn't exactly low profile either. He had a $3 million mansion, a private jet, a huge art collection, and he was all over Houston newspapers, television, magazines, including a few articles for being busted for cocaine. So uh, even after he became notorious for botched surgeries, and you know, many of these surgeries were, you know, approved by medical institutes, governments, insurance companies, they knew what was going on and they still signed off. It took until the early 2000s for the Texas State Board of Medical Examiners to finally step in and revoke his license. At this point, he had multiple claims against him. And to be fair, the Texas State Board of Examiners at this time was still letting uh, 19 felons practice as doctors. Usually they would just give a doctor a slap on the wrist and instead of revoking licenses, uh, they would usually put them either in a very short suspension or, you know, just give them a warning. Many times, government attorneys had to drop cases due to what they felt was an inability to show the burden of proof. Sheffy even found a hospital that would let him keep practicing after he'd become known as a drug user. And he became that hospital, uh, one of their chief money makers. Other doctors started to complain about him. And at one point, he was asked to stop operating but he won an injunction and then started practicing again like nothing happened. He had his license suspended in 1986 and 1995, but it took until 2007 for him to be have his license completely revoked. Um, and in 2007, he faced criminal charges that could have put him behind bars for 50 years, but three days into the trial, the charges were dropped. 
Sheffy eventually went out of business, not due to criminal charges, but because he was caught making fraudulent billing claims for patients. Okay, so think about this. All of this boils down to money, right? In 2005, he was investigated by the FBI for workers' comp fraud, but there were no indictments. And in 2021, he got busted again for defrauding investors with a scheme that promised to sell hard-to-find ergonomic products for the disabled. Today, he's still free and out and about. Um, According to Texas Monthly, as well as Texas Observer, he doesn't really respond um, or give comment on any articles written about him. So keep that in mind. There are so many documented cases with this guy, kind of like Christopher Dunch, um, also known as Dr. Death. Wondery does an incredible podcast on that. Um, But for this particular case with Dr. Sheffy, there are so many patient stories that I had to, you know, just keep a couple in for the episode. So I'm going to include those two incredible articles, the Dr. Evil from Texas Monthly and Rogue Surgeon, the tale of Eric the Red from Texas Observer in our show notes. I definitely recommend that you read them. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you've heard this episode and you aren't mad hearing the story, you're going to be when you're done reading. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. Always research your surgeons and take care.